Welcome back to Giddy Up. It's time to catch up with Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments to preview the big group ones in Sydney and Melbourne on a, a Saturday afternoon. Dino, hello to you. Can't wait, especially for this meeting at Randwick. Um, three really high-class group ones, and hopefully, well, the rain stays away, which is probably unlikely. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. And yeah, sort of super Saturday there at, uh, at, at Randwick. And sort of brilliant day. Um, the Epsom, the Flight, and the Metropolitan, three Group 1s. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, that, that Sydney weather is uh, it's coming in force. And I think um, I think we're probably looking at a, uh, a heavy nine type of track at the moment uh, with the, the pretty substantial rain forecast from, pretty much from today all the way through to Saturday. Let's have a look at the first of the Group 1s there at Randwick on Saturday. And um, just before we do that, how do you think this track will play, Dino? Uh, yeah, look, I think we're going to get into the heavy range, yeah. um, and uh, you know, in, in many cases, that that means um, you know, screw pushing out wide. But uh, you know, when we actually looked at what happened in the carnival um, in the autumn, we actually had some days where there was quite a strong leader bias. Um, you know, I think sort of to the um, yeah, the Queen Elizabeth, Queen of the Turf. Um, Oaks Day when it was you know really bog heavy ten, um, and uh, back in April and and it was very very on pace and and it was so sort of wet that you you couldn't make ground from the back at all. So yeah. um, so certainly when we're betting in these good one races, it'll be really critical to watch the first uh, you know, the first four or five races and just see whether that that sort of wicked on pace bias is there because it's so wet that they actually can't make ground. But if it's a if it's a standard sort of heavy track, and I think it will be because it, it, it hasn't been raining anywhere near as much as, as it was back then, yeah. um, then I think it's going to play more like the standard Randwick where they'll just sort of get back and be able to sweep home out wide and, and really you'll just want to be avoiding the fence. Of course, today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. Call the gambling hotline on 1-800-858-858. Let's have a look at the flight stakes and the market with Bet365. Fireburn two sixty, she's extreme six fifty, Sue Gotcha at three fifty, Wolverine at seven fifty, and those are the Phillies under double figures. Can Fireburn on the quick backup take out another group one at Royal Randwick and win, of course, the flight stakes on Saturday. Yeah, well look, she she was impressive um in the in the Golden Rose, Golden Slipper winner. Uh she ran the quickest last thousand meters of the day um, in, in the Golden Rose, plus 5.8 for last thousand, uh, which was quicker than, than Giacomo. Uh, so she's certainly going well. Um, the other big plus that she has is, is you know, I'm always a big fan, uh, particularly with these younger horses, but with any sort of horses, when, when they're going up to the really heavy tracks at, at Randwick, coming off that seven-day backup is, is, is really a big advantage because they've just got that uh, that fitness advantage. Um, and, and the Golden Rose certainly rated uh, substantially stronger than than the T Rose, which has traditionally been the uh, you know the main lead up to this race. Um, with ten of the last eleven winners were coming out of the T Rose, but the sectionals that they ran in, in the T Rose were very very slow. They only went to the plus one point nine for the first section, but they were minus six point eight for the second section. Um, so they they actually really struggled struggled home. So uh, so you've really got to rate Fireburn and she's extreme on top. Um, you know, she, Fireburn was a good run, the Golden Rose. It reminded me a little bit of, of Star Tontes last year, who sort of ran well and then and then flattened out a bit. Um, and you know, she's extreme. 
Sam got a really good ride in the, in the Champagne, but, but was too strong for Fireburn over a mile as a two-year-old. Uh, for me, uh, you know, the way that they map um, and, and, and coming up to the mile, I'm actually I'm actually keener on, on She's Extreme at sort of okay. uh, $7 than, than Fireburn at, at $2.60. Um, I, I think She's Extreme maps to get a, a, a really nice run here um, on sort of an average speed. You've got Northstar left pushing, pushing forward and Pavitra and Zugotra, and I think She's Extreme to slot right behind them, whereas Fireburn will sort of be right out the back. Uh, and I think we could see similar to what we saw in the Champagne, where, where She's Extreme just sort of kicks away and Fireburn, uh, you know, in, in, in the heavy bog going, um, is going to have to run down She's Extreme, who, who, who ran similarly well, I think, uh, in the Golden Rose, as, as it did sort of in the Stars Produce when Fireburn flashed straight past it in that race lead up as well. So I've got She's Extreme on top, uh, you know, to beat Fireburn with a map advantage. And I think the big improver and the only one out of the T-Row that actually went back is, is Wolverine, okay. who, uh, who really slashed home, was held up badly in the T-Rows, and I think could have been fighting out the finish if um, you got clear running. Is, is drawn the fence, but the, the best jockey in Australia when you draw on the fence is Jason Collett. Um, he's really good at, at weaving a passage through and, and cutting the corner. And, and I think this is a horse who's always been looking for a mile plus uh, its career, and um, you know, if there's one out of the T rows of the pink can jump out of the ground and, and, and figure it's it's Wolverine. At Ramwick in race number eight, it's the Epsom, it's the famous mile, and top ranked at 460. Luke Murrell from Australian Bloodstock told us on this show yesterday that he's the best horse in the country, top ranked. So he's at 460 in the Epsom. You've got Ice Bath, who's flying at the moment at four dollars, Hinge at four dollars sixty, Cross Talk. At eight dollars, and those are the gallopers under double figures here, Dean. How do you assess this year's Epsom? Yeah, look, I do. Um, I do regard top rank really highly. Um, you know, the ratings I've had from him coming overseas, but also in his runs here, have been very strong. And I ran a, a good third to lost some running with a big weight, fifty-eight. Uh, it was only sort of a length off, very elegant. Uh, his first up run was, uh, you know, was very impressive, and he he ran some good. Uh, sectionals to close off a, off a very strong tempo. I actually buy them, Mr. Beckham, in the, in the Cox played at 50 to 1 before his Bill Ritchie run. I, I do think he's a genuine Group 1 horse uh, that went up with 59.5 kgs, and Bill Ritchie was impressive. The profile of second up horses in the Epsom usually isn't isn't good. Um, uh, there's only been one win in the last 11 years second up. They're usually sort of third up, fourth up. but I think what's different here is, is, is how impressive and wound up he was first up in the, in the Bill Ritchie and the fact that he won that race so impressively. And really, the, the winner of this race usually comes right of the Bill Ritchie or the George Main. Um, I, I think the only question mark is sort of, you know, that, that strong mile on a heavy track uh, second up. But, you know, I think the fitness is on his side and I do think top ranked is the one to beat. Uh, I think the main danger is Ice, ice Bath. She's just racing great heart. You know, she's run seconds to... Zaki and Animo are the, the two best horses in the country at, at the moment. Um, she ran third in the Doncaster this track and distance in the autumn, and she wasn't going as well. Um, you know, she's she's been heavily beaten in many group ones as well: the Cantala, the Doncaster, the uh, the, Go- uh, the Golden Eagle. So she's always been a top liner. Uh, the big advantage she gets here is, is James McDonald on board, um, and and I think you know she loves the work as well. So I've got it down to sort of top rank in Ice Bath. Rating clearly on top, um, and probably the only other one I think can win is, is Hinge, who is a Group One winner, is a three-year-old hand, is a wet, uh, was a was a good third in the George Main, um, and I think just maps the best. And, and and the key to this race, I think Gareth was what we sort of spoke about, I was watching those early races. If if they're swooping out wide, then it's top ranked and nice bath. But if they're struggling to make ground from the back, 
They'll be sw- switching for Hinge to his third in the George Main and drops from 56.5 to, to 51.5 here. So, um, you know, that, that's a sharp weight pull. And, and, and Karen McAvoy will be able to sit here sort of third, uh, you know, just behind, um, you know, Crosstalk and, and Ellsberg will lead. Um, and so, you know, if it's on pace, Hinge will be hard to run down. But if it's playing a normal round of way, then I think it's top ranked a nice path clearly on top. So that's a look at the Epsom on Saturday. We'll take a quick break with Dean Evans here on Giddy Up from Winning Edge Investments. And when we return, we'll preview the Metrop and also the Turnbull Stakes at Flemington on Saturday. Welcome back to Giddy Up. We're with Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments. It's time to preview the Metrop at Randwick on Saturday and having a look at the market here. Thanks to Bet365, we've got Stockman at $8. Geez, I'm keen on LaDon V. With the rain around at seven fifty, Durston's in red hot form for Chris Waller at three dollars sixty, and then Surefire that won't probably be taking his place. He'll head to to Flemington. He's at ten dollars. Grove Ferry at eight dollars is the only other galloper under double figures. Uh, what are you thinking this year's Metrop here, Dean? Yeah, nine of the last eleven winners were third or fourth up. Um, it's a uh, it's a race where most of the winners sort of come off a, a two week break. Um, Wallace won four of the last nine and run second twice. Um, interestingly, for a twenty four hundred meter race, it's a race that uh, you know the winner usually comes from the first half of the field. Nothing settling worse than sort of eighth early as one. So the horses that are really way out the back often struggle to actually come home and win uh, win a metrop. Uh, I'm with you, Gareth. I'm, I'm really keen on Le Don de V. Uh, you know, this horse is and flying since it joined the, the Karen Ma stable, absolutely bolted in to win the Calandra Cup. Uh, two starts back. When you, when you go through its form lines, um, it seems patchy, but, uh, you know, the, the, the point that stands out is, you know, when it's on a good track, it, it seems to battle, but as soon as it finds uh, a bit of cut out of the ground, like when it won the Warrnambool Cup as well, uh, you know, it tends to absolutely bolt in once it gets to 2,400 metres in a wet track um, by, you know, two or three lengths, and uh, it just grows a leg. I think, uh, you know, that Karen Mars table, once they get to 2,400 metres plus, um, uh, you know, just have an incredible profit on turnover following them and, and J-Mac on board. So, you know, I, I'm very keen with the Dom de V. Uh, you know, Stockman's probably the class there of the field with his, uh, his group one second in the tank with last prep, and he absolutely loves wet tracks. Um, I think the only knock on him is he does get a long way back, and historically those horses that sit right at the back uh, struggle to win. Um, you've got Mankayan, who's another from uh, the Mariusa stable, who was a model of consistency um, before his last start, where he was a bit flat. Uh, Tung Tai goes on, which I'm, I'm never a big fan of, um, but the stable has a strong record over the distance range um, and, and no compromise sort of beach or fire and chalk stream. This distance last prep on a wet track, so probably the other horse who can, who can bob up. Um, you know, Durston's flying, but uh, you know, with this very heavy track, I think the big question mark around Durston is he's never run on the track that's wet, so yeah. he's sort of taking him on trust as the favourite. So I'm keen on Le Don de V. Um, it's definitely the one I want to back. Uh, I think sort of you know, no compromise, Stockman and Mankan are probably the, the, the dangers. And at Flemington, the group one's the Turnbull Stakes, and we've got Juaz at 460. I'm fascinated to see how she goes there at headquarters. Profondo at $9. We'll also have um, Inspirational Girl that's had a little bit of backing. We've bet 365 at $13. Gold Trip's been the best back, however. $3.80 now for Kiramar and David Eustace and Jamie Carr rides here, Dean. Yeah, really, really interesting race. Um, 10 of the last 11 winners have been third or fourth up. 
so this is you know obviously the race that, that these horses target and sort of go in the fork to the road uh, to depend on whether they go for the cups or you know a cox plate. Um, and the honour roll of this race is incredible. You know, Wink's very elegant, incentivised, Hartnell preferment, Chiavellatina and Green Moon. So it's always a, a great race. Um, Chris Waller has, has quite an incredible record in this race. He's won five of the last 11 and run second another four times. Um, and, and, you know, he, he's even trained the trifecta a couple of times. So, um, so his horses always go very well here. And I think there'll be a decent speed. You know, Knight's order likes to clip along pretty, pretty quickly in front. And you've got sort of Prondo, Namirian and Milford. It'll settle just behind. Um, I, think, I think there's a chance for some value in this race. Um, you know, this race can can bob up a, a decent priced uh, winner, and you know you've got Jouet who failed its, failed its last three starts and pulled up lane last start, um, and, and that's not usually sort of what you want from a, a second favourite four dollars fifty. A gold trip, um, you know, his, his Group One form in France is, is exceptional, um, and he was a good third last start on the naturalism, but that's sort of the B grade form. He obviously gets a seven kg weight pull on the winner here for one length defeat. Um, but you know this is sort of the race where Gold Trip has to really prove himself and show how he how he measures up, um, and 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 you're getting a pretty skinny price to um, to to uh, to find out. I think the horse is really underrated. Gareth is, is Numerian. Um, you know his form overseas was was uh, you know just as good as, as Gold Trip. I think you know he ran second to uh, narrow seconds um, to two Cox Plate horses. Um, the Kieran Mahors, who won the Cox Plate, and the Armoury ran second in the Cox Plate, um, and it's taken a while for him to, um, you know, to acclimatise to Australia. Um, but he's starting to really sort of find his straps in his, his best form now. Um, it was pretty impressive once he um, got to Queensland, um, where he won the uh, the PGA Shea Stakes over 2200. Um, and you know, beat the likes of, of Maximal there. Um, and he was a good second first up in the Chelmsford. Um, he's a bit better with the cut out of the ground, but but you know, I think he maps quite nicely here just behind the speed. John Allen aboard, who's great over the staying races, and Annabelle Nisham, who you know, anything above 2,000 meters, um, you know, at the moment she's got something like a 70% profit on turnover. It's, it's absolutely remarkable. Uh, so you know, I think Marion's one to beat. I think Surefire. Strikes a proper, uh, you know, dry track for the mm-hmm. first time in his Australian career, um, and, and you know he's another who's really highly regarded from overseas. Um, you know, he spent spent a really well first up over fourteen hundred, which was the driest track he's, he's been exposed to, and I think he's a, a really big improver. Um, and I even think horses like Great House and, and Crystal Pegasus are really underrated. Crystal Pegasus is another one who, you know, he was taking all before and with four wins in a row last prep and just his last three starts, he's been on bog heavy tracks and hasn't handled them at all. Um, so if he's going as well as he was last prep, then, you know, even he's a horse who can measure up. And, uh, you know, this is just a race where um, I just think there's enough convictions in the favourites with, with Jouet, you know, having to turn around three awful runs and, and Gold Trip sort of just being really, really priced to his absolute best overseas form when, you know, we've got to remember that he's still coming back off a, a you know, 400-day break um, in this campaign. So, you know, I've got Numerian as, as big value around $19. Um, you know, Chris Waller's record with horses who are up and coming to the race is just exceptional, right? So I do think the likes of Shaw Firegate House and Crystal Pegasus are not bad. And Japata for a place, but, um, you know, we placed in both the Group 1 Turnbull and Australian Cup with track distance last prep. Um, and it's progressing well, and you know you can you can probably run a place again here. And I just think this is a race where 
I think we could see a really big price winner bob up. It's going to be a great day's racing. Um, the three Group 1s in Sydney, terrific support program there as well at Ramwick and, and then the Turnbull Stakes and uh, at Flemington on Saturday. Good on you, Dino. Thanks for that, mate. Cheers, Gareth. Good luck.